Hey everyone, this is Brian and Chris here at Cap City Outfitters. Uh, we want to take a little bit of time today to talk about um, standards and qualifications when it comes to shooting. Um, Chris and I recently had an opportunity during a training to shoot the OPADA or the Ohio Police Officers Training Academy qualification for pistols. Um, <clears throat> good thing is we both passed, uh, I say with flying colors. Uh, <laughs> yeah. We're going we're gonna to break that down a little bit and then maybe provide some other uh, courses of fire, both on the pistol and the rifle side that you should check out. Absolutely, and before we get too deep into the woods on qualifications, um, you know, so, some things to throw out here around qualifications. Uh, generally speaking, a qualification is not training. It's not that you can't use the draw stroke reps and the trigger time, um, but in general, qualification is, is some kind of a baseline that's put out there to make sure that you have a minimum standard met um, to be to be safe or, or proficient or whatever in a specific environment with a specific skill set. Um, the, the OPOTA qualification, as you'll hear us talk later, is a fairly simple qualification. Um, and, and honestly, a lot of folks in law enforcement uh, kind of kind of say it's almost pushing being a joke. It's so easy. Um, but either way, bear that in mind. Going out for a qual day, for range day, if you're going out twice a year and that's, that's what you're doing and you're thinking that you're training and that's an ample amount of training on an annual basis, it's probably not. So, um, you know, maybe take a look at that aspect of your training life and see if it doesn't need bumped up too. And simply because you're able to go shoot the Opata qual you know, cleanly or with a passing score um, does, does probably not mean that an individual's ready for a, a firefight necessarily. So um, starting that off, so whoever I just stepped on toes, I'm not sorry. Okay, cool. Yeah, I, I would add that, you know, if your standards are so relaxed that everyone can pass them every time, um, they're probably not very good standards. Yeah. Uh, and, or, you know, very good qualification course of fire. Uh, I'm of the opinion that you know the standards should be should be a challenge even for your best shooters. Absolutely. Um, on an off day for them, um, they should keep you honest, and they're really there to to provide a consistent benchmark that you can test your skill sets against. Yeah, if we go back to you know I'm going to step in the wayback machine here. I took a class um, a, a number of years ago. Uh, taught by a gentleman named Mike Hewitt out of Florida. Mike is risk taker tactical. At the time, uh, Mike had a gentleman working with him who who now is one of the lead trainers at the Smith and Wesson Academy. Um, and and Mike was one of the guys that, if if memory serves, helped stood up. Was it is it Pannon that helped stand up the Federal Air Marshals program? Uh, Mike was also around at that point in time doing some of the training for those guys. And in the qual back then for those guys was for real in the Federal Air Marshals program, legitimately pre-9-11, and to some extent post-9-11, but pre-9-11 for sure, had some very, very talented, serious shooters, as, as well as workers. Um, some guys that were very, very serious folks. Um, the, I, I remember Mike telling stories of guys literally throwing up before they shot. They were so nervous about the qual, and it was literally shoot to eat. If you didn't qual, you didn't get on a plane that day or that week. I'm not sure if you had to shoot every week or before every flight or how all that worked, but I just remember being very, very intense. I also remember at that point in my life was probably, I was as good a shooter as I was ever gonna be and ran that qual. And I wanna say that I don't know that anybody in our group shot that qual clean. And we had a group of guys that trained a lot. Um, so, I mean, those types of standards are, are where it's at at a very, very high level. You know, that's 
a little more of a razor's edge conversation when you're dealing with guns inside of airplanes with 300 of your best friends and one bad guy or 10 bad guys, as the case may have been. Um, that, you know, qual like that's really interesting too to judge yourself against. So if you can find the data for the pre 9-11 uh, FAM qual, um, give that a shot because that'll open your eyes too. So, yeah, cool. uh, I would agree. I've shot that qualification in training before, and it it very much keeps you honest. Yeah. Um, there's a couple like turn around and drop to a knee um, type activities that we don't necessarily practice all the time, yeah. which is just enough to throw you off. Um, yeah, yeah. That, that is a serious uh, course of fire. Yeah, that, that particular qual was about more than just a gun. It was about finding angles and doing some things like that, that when you're stuck doing tubular envelopment, that's, it's, it's ugly. I, I wouldn't mm. want to be in that game. So I'm not in that game. <laughs> yeah, another um, qualification <clears throat> or sort of course of fire standard would be the IDPA classifier. Yes. Um, this is the course of fire that IDPA uses to rank shooters for, I guess, classes. Whether yeah. you're yeah. master, sharpshooter, forget what all the other classes are. I, yeah, um, Mega Turtle, um, Super Ninja. I don't. I honestly, I can't keep up with IDPA because I don't do it anymore, at least not consistently. But yeah, that's the classification system, the classifier for IDPA. Um, especially if you're a newer shooter, uh, a lot of folks, you know, we hear a lot of people ask in, in the store and, and not so much on the range because the guys we train with are generally, it's a closed group, but um, in the store we hear people say, well, you know, I want to know what, it, what I look like compared to everyone else. Um, and I generally tell people, you know, go, go shoot an IDPA match. You're not likely to come in in the, in the bottom third if you're a decent shooter and have some experience. Um, you know, and we, we see a lot of, also a lot of, you know, LE guys who, you know, they don't necessarily want to be exposed to public feedback on their ability to run a gun. But the reality is, you know, most ULE guys, LEO guys out there, if you went and shot an IDPA match, trust me, you would not be at the bottom of the pack. Um, and going out and getting time, you know, m might be some fun for you. But the qualifier, or the, 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 is that what they call it, the qualifier? Qualifier. Yeah, classifier. so the, the classifier, the classifier. The classifier for IDPA well, we'll give you an idea of where you're at against that particular group of people, and you can look around you and watch how they shoot a match or two and determine, gosh, do I want to be better than where I just classified myself? And I'll give you a benchmark, too. And, you know, this game is something that, you know, I, I think at different times, I know I personally struggle to maintain metrics and a baseline. I don't do it as well as I'd like to, but we do keep some baseline metrics. Um, having a classifier down, having your opata qual and your, your times and your scores and stuff like that, and some of these different things, you know, the Federal Air Marshal qual, even the pre-9-11 qual, if you get smoked by it, who cares? What's your data look like on it? And keep it as a baseline and try and improve. So, yeah, yeah, classifier is pretty cool. Uh, the other cool thing about the classifier is typically every club that does IDPA will host it at least once a year. Yeah, it's very accessible. Uh, which means that somebody else is setting all of it up for you. Yeah. Uh, it's very consistent. Um, everything's written down in the book so it, you're always going to be able to shoot the same thing mm -hmm. uh, and there's some stages that stretch things out to 25 yards and make you do some shooting from barricades and cover yeah. and things like that so it's it has some you know real world applicability as far as skills transfer yep uh, and it'll because you're going out to 25 it does keep your gun and your ammo and everything else honest um, you know, it, it really, it's a full check on everything that's going on. 
Absolutely. I will throw out the caveat for the IDPA qualifier. Um, for some folks, IDPA is an opportunity to practice and train. For some folks, IDPA is a game. Um, I stopped judging people on that because I'm not that arrogant anymore. Um, I've gotten older and wiser. But there's a reality check, too. If you always carry a Glock 43, but you go shoot the classifier with your G17. Um, if you always carry a snubby, but you go shoot the classifier with your Glock 34. Um, then, then you're probably not getting a good assessment of what you're able to do in the real world, you know, when the balloon goes up. So bear that in mind that you might want to shoot the classifier twice or something like that, um, you know, and at least once with the gun you actually carry, not your game gun. So, cool. I'll stop preaching. <laughs> uh, another relatively easy set of standards to set up is the Hackathon headshot standards. So three targets place three yards apart um from seven seven yards five yards i I think it's seven seven yards they're hard we'll say seven yards um one shot to each head box um from the draw and under three seconds total yeah so we're talking three targets two transitions draw stroke all of it done you know inside of three seconds um work until you can run that you know clean um without concealment sure and then do it again from concealment and then you know ideally you can do it from concealment um starting facing up down range up range up range up range yep um you know that that's a really low round count um set of standards it forces you to do a lot of things including you know draw stroke move moving move your feet um, target to target transition being precise enough with your sights yeah. in a very compressed amount of time because you only have the head box on an IPSC or IDPA style target. Yeah, you're utilizing the entire head, not not just the credit card box on an IPSC or the circle on an IDPA. Um, you use the whole head, it's, it's a pass fail, you either made it or you didn't kind of thing. So not quite as brutal as just shooting credit cards or three by fives, so yeah. yeah. Yep, <clears throat> still a good challenge though. Mm-hmm. Uh, on the rifle side, um, one of the, call it a standard, uh, that I picked up from Pat McNamara at the TMAX class, TAPS class that I took um, over the summer, was the 200.4 position aggregate. Okay. So at 50 yards uh, on B8 repair centers, we're shooting five rounds standing, five rounds kneeling, or from the rice paddy prone position. Uh, five rounds sitting and then five rounds prone uh, a passing score on that I think is 180 out of 200 so everything basically everything in the black yeah. uh, I would say pretty much every AR-15 with even 855 um, ammo is capable of passing that qualification yeah 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 high point doesn't make an AR yet so we're good um, that there are a couple other quals, and I don't, I don't know if I don't want to interrupt that, but there are a couple of quals from recent notable trainers around rifle stuff. Um, back in the day when Travis Haley and Chris Costa were were still the Magpul guys and doing training, and and they did the the BSA, they called it a drill, but I mean it was a qual. You had different distances, different set times, expectations of the amount of hits you could get. Uh, generally shot on either four inch centers or eight inch centers, depending on who was teaching the class and what the class looked like that day. But you ran it from 
from basically, you know, I think three yards or five yards all the way out to, I think, 100 if the facility was available. Uh, when I did it, we did it out to 50. Um, I, I know that the distances, there were a ridiculous number of distances that you shot at. It was like 5, 7, 10, 12, 15, 25, 50, etc. Um, but with, with very, very serious time constraints, very compressed times to get in position and get shots, and you were shooting from different positions. So if you were to Google, you know, the Magpul or, or I don't know if it's Costa or Haley or Magpul or whatever, but the BSA um, setup, that would be another good one to run. Any of these quals, including the Opata stuff, you can pretty much Google any of this stuff and find it online for what the parameters are. Um, and then take an average of what everybody says the distances and times are because there might be some conflicting information depending on the source. So, Yeah, I was going to mention that the four position 200 point aggregate is not timed. Um, it's purely a marksmanship standard. Okay. Um, so it's just it's a good way to make sure that you and your gun and your sights or optic are all dialed in. Yeah. Um, and it's the kind of drill that, you know, if you do it on a 75 degree day with a little bit of overcast and everything's perfect, yeah, uh, becomes much more challenging when it's night outside and it's 30, 40 degrees and raining. Yes. Uh, so one of the, you know, one of the ways to, to use qualifications or standards drills is to factor the environment into them as well. Yeah. Um, because we should be able to maintain our proficiency um, regardless of the environmental conditions. Yeah, I would absolutely embrace, uh, God, this is cliche, I would embrace the suck when it comes to quals. Um, if you have an opportunity where, you know, you don't want to be out in 40 degree rain for hours and hours and hours and hours doing stuff, but if you go out and run a qual and that's your training day in 35 or 40 degree rain to know what you're, what's going to do to your grip, what it's going to do to your focus, um, you know, etc. is 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 a great opportunity. That's one of the advantages we have. The tribe that we shoot with, we shoot year around, and and a number of times a year we find ourselves out on the range going, huh, we should be somewhere else drinking beer, um, and then we go and do it anyway because that's a good way to know whether or not you can do it. You know, in adverse conditions. So, yeah. Uh, one way to the I guess the other side of that two hundred point four position aggregate is to do that against the clock. Um, so we're doing the same thing. Uh -huh. um, five rounds standing, five rounds kneeling, um, five rounds sitting or rice body prone, and then five rounds prone. Um, goal here is to be under 30 seconds total time. Um, add, I think, one second for everything outside of the knot. Everything in the eight ring um, is plus one second. Everything in the seven ring is like plus five, plus two seconds. Anything outside of the seven is plus five or ten seconds. So Ouch. don't put anything outside the seven ring. Yeah. Um, but again, it, now we're talking, we need to do what we need to do under a fairly compressed time frame. Yeah. Um, because 30 seconds with all the position switches, you know, if that this drill now also make sure that you can move efficiently from shooting position to shooting position sure yeah and like and if you find that you're like me um shaped more like buddha um getting into sitting and stuff like that can those are not necessarily comfortable sit comfortable shooting positions um maybe that's a clue eat, eat more salad do more push-ups i don't know something so you can figure out how to get there 
Um, and if you can't do it, then learn how to work around it as well. You know, those of you with physical limitations that aren't self-imposed or, or that you're working through, you know, by all means. And some of these things put you there. The BSA that I mentioned for Magpul, you've got like four seconds at 50 yards to go from standing to prone and make two hits. You know, that's a pretty quick movement to the ground. And if you're not agile and you don't know how to get to the ground, um, you're going to have a hard time. So you need to learn some of those skills because movement, getting into position quickly, is part of being in a fight like anything else. It's a martial art. So, Yeah, I would add the uh, Cal DeFour, the hat qualifications, to courses of fire that are worth shooting. Um, his pistol hat qualification is at 25 yards, 20 seconds, um, 10 rounds into a B8 repair center. You need to score at 90 or above. Um, on the rifle side, at 100 um, from standing to prone, um, 14 seconds total. Uh, again, shooting 90 or above. Um, you know, guys in those classes, multiple students do that every class, um, and they go home with a, a cool hat. Um, it's a you know relatively low round count um, drills that really put everything together. It also, guys, keep in mind too with a lot of these quals. If if you if you're a solid shooter, but you maybe have something one particular thing that's going a little bit sideways, um, this is a great diagnostic opportunity to you know as you're looking at your target and seeing where your group's going, um, you know might be an opportunity that if, if you've got things dialed in okay, but you got a twitch that needs fixed, um, this is an opportunity to find that twitch too because you're generally pretty focused on what you're doing during these. And, and that may give a, a friend of yours who maybe knows as much or more than you do an opportunity to look at your target and say, hey, you're doing this. Um, you know, so you can use these in that fashion too, not just for the baseline, but also for diagnostics, especially the DeFore stuff uh, with the pistol at 25 yards. If you're pretty well dialed in, but you're doing something wrong, it'll show up at that distance. Um, if you're running crap ammo or you've got a gun that's just not that accurate, that'll show up too. Um, you know, so, you know, definitely you know, use the use it for everything you can use it for diagnostics. Um, one more I'll throw out there, and I apologize, it's been eons since we did this. Um, Pat Rogers used to do, uh, when he was running EAG, used to do the Navy quals, and there was a Navy qual for pistol and a Navy qual for rifle. And I don't know if those were like, um, I don't know if those were like MARSOC, kind of like you're on the deck of a carrier or a helo ship doing you know shooting at targets with limited distances or something like that but i just remember there being a, a lot of movement um a lot of different position changes mag changes etc and it was an opportunity to tie a number of things together into a fairly quick qual, qual that would be something that would be you know googleable that you could find you know pat rogers eag tactical navy qual um and i apologize for being ignorant on the specifics but it's just been such a, a long time since yeah, i've done I, it i remember shooting i shot the we call it the modified Navy qual. Okay. Um, when yeah. I was down to tactical response, doing their fast and accurate rifle class. Yeah. And at 50, um, you get three magazines, five rounds each. Yeah. Um, on, I want to say we used half of an eight and a half by 11 sheet of paper, maybe for the, the scoring yep. zone. Yep. Um, and it was on the clock. You know, five rounds standing, five rounds kneeling, five rounds prone. With a load in between. With the reload in between. Um, and then every hit was minus one second, and every miss was like plus three seconds. Uh -huh. 
So you really had to make sure you got your hits because the misses were devastating to your overall score. Yeah. Um, and there were several of us that you know, consistently were at negative time. Yeah. Um, and you, you kind of had to shoot negative time to get the highest rating. Um, Pat Rogers, I guess his, his other kind of qualification that he was sort of famous for running was the MUSOC um, rifle standard uh-huh. or rifle qualification. Yeah. Um, if you can find that one, if you got the facilities to do it, um, that's a really good course of fire. It kind of brings everything together on the rifle side. Yeah. Because we're, we're starting, I think, at 50, doing stuff at 50, doing stuff on the move forwards to 30 or doing stuff, like going to 30, doing something, then doing more things, um, you know, on the move. Um, that is a... It's a good course of fire that really brings, you know, a lot of different skill sets to bear. Yeah, absolutely. And the more stuff you can tie together in these things, the better picture you're going to get of where you're at. Um, you know, and, and all the drills that we talked about last time are pieces of the puzzle that you put together in a qualification to give yourself a baseline and, again, maybe do some diagnostic and, and get a little better. Um, I'll throw out something else around quals. Um, as I sit here and look at Brian, he has in front of him a notebook laying on the counter next to us, um, notes scrawled in it from a number of these different things. It, 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 get a book and put it in your range bag. Um, you know, shameless plug, 4465 Cemetery Road, CapCityOutfitters.com. Uh, we carry right in the rain spiral bound notebooks. Um, you know, get, get something where you can write down some of this stuff. Get an app on your phone where you can keep notes and go back to it. If you, you know, if you're one of the people who you always have your phone on your person, um, and that's convenient for you, then do that, you know. Um, we've got a couple of guys that we shoot with um, off and on over the years who are extremely metrics-centric, and they keep spreadsheets of this stuff, and they update them regularly, and they run these drills regularly outside the group, um, you know. And, and so, like, guys like Brian and Ben who are extremely metrics-based, you know, that's, do that. That's not a bad thing, you know. We tease them a little bit maybe for being a little bit nerdy, but, but they're – Mm-hmm. but they're squared away shooters um, and part of that is they know exactly where they're at and and then they take drills and quals and they look at what they're not doing well and they work on those things um, you know like Wolfie says train your goats always train your goats whatever you're bad at you should be working on that even if it's just a little bit every time mm-hmm. so absolutely um, you know the big thing with you know these kind of qualifications or classifiers or standards is that they do give you that benchmark that yep. you can come back to. Yep, yep. Um, you know, I think on a from a training standpoint, we try to run through some of these same things, you know, for scores uh, once a year. Yeah. And it just gives us a benchmark of, you know, what have we done over the last year that's either made us better or allowed some weaknesses to reappear. Yep. And it, it kind of helps us plan out the rest of our training year. Absolutely. Uh, one other thing, you know, we'll mention... If you, you go to the range, you do this stuff, and you're like, what the heck am I doing wrong? You know, take your phone out, have your buddy you know, run a video and bring it in. Yeah. Uh, we'll take a look at it, and we'll hopefully be able to give you some feedback on you know, what's going on. In the same vein, um, go take a class. Go find a reputable instructor. Um, so go find somebody who's really, really good. And, and maybe that means driving a few hours, uh, but go find that person. Um, you know, spend a little bit of money on ammo, spend a little bit of money on travel time, you know, pay a good instructor, they're worth it, um, you know, and, and talk to us about that too. We can, we can help you find folks, you know, without driving to 
Arizona or someplace like that, we can help you find really good folks, you know, within a couple few hours to drive to and go take a class with. Um, but go pay somebody who's worth it to, to, die, to look at what you're doing, teach you, get you further, extend what you're doing um, to make you better. Uh, it, it, it actually works. So, Yeah. Uh, on that note, thanks for joining us. Um, get up the range, shoot some classifications, uh, make your benchmark, and then go get better. Cool. Thanks. Bye.